What's up, guys? We're going to be talking about DraftKings. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and now Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with stuff ranging from hockey to hockey. Why not? Let's hockey it up, right? <laughs> making, a, making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. It's another edition of the Windy City Bender Podcast, part of... The Hockey Podcast Network. Yep, that is right. It is a new era for WCBP. We've officially joined the Hockey Podcast Network. Tanner, how are you feeling about that? I am feeling fan-fucking-tastic. I actually have a huge headache. I'm fucking exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) I drank too much last night. Doesn't matter. Feels good. Great day to be alive. It is a lot of, like, it was a good week. It, it was a good week, like my guy. About, like, holy shit, a lot of great things happened. You know, for us personally, like we said, joining the network, I'm um, going to give us a lot more opportunities to promote the show and grow the show, which can be really excited. I think there's going to be some cool shit coming from this. Um, then the Hawks, you know, fucking just killing it. Dude, just absolutely destroying it. March 2020, fuck out of here. March 2021, give me all of it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Life is finding a way to come back. Yeah, dude. It's crazy to think because we were talking about this at work that like this time last year, we were having our last normal week and yep. nobody really knew it. Dude, I was in Hawaii this time last year. That's insane. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And then I came back St. Patty's Day and then deuces, no more work. <laughs> Shut down. But, you know, things are slowly coming back. Yes. bars are open up to one now 50 yeah. capacity yes um yeah i think we're hopefully knock on wood hitting a hitting the uh what's what am i saying I'm trying to say here um, i don't know the curve, curve, like, the curve make i keep turn. telling people that like hopefully like we have already seen the midway point and like this is the tail end of it you know because i really would hate to feel like we're still not even halfway there you know but i think with everything that's going on we got vaccines baby vaccines like crazy (laughs) (laughs) i think we're i think we're almost fucking finished with this bullshit you know yeah and hopefully yeah life will get back to normal get all the boys together again watch them yeah winning blackhawk hockey again like let's fucking this is pre Fucking way pre-pandemic Blackhawk hockey, baby. <laughs> so when we last recorded, we were talking about how they needed a ha- they had a must-win game coming up last Sunday against Detroit. And I think the boys somehow got the early access to the episode because 
Yeah. They showed up in a major way. Yeah. The, the, they were they were just kind of trucking along, you know, doing well. And then third period, they're like, oh, yeah, let's fucking turn it up a notch on these motherfuckers. And we're like, uh, like let's shine bomb right there. They were like playing and they just realized like, holy fuck, guys, we're playing Detroit and it is too fucking close. Let's go. What a game. Um, the highlight of that episode or episode game. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's this one. Maybe it's not. I mean, maybe I'm being a little too biased. Little thing, a little good into it. But uh, a little uh, guy that was number 88 um, scores kind of a big goal. Kind of. A little bit. I mean, it was the fifth one. It was the fifth goal. So. Not that big for the game. <laughs> but the career. But the career is true. Goal number 400 for Patrick Kane. Patty Kane, baby. The greatest American hockey player. Ever heard of him? He's kind of <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. He's okay. He's okay. He's, a, he's okay. He's got Jesus. It was vintage Kaner, too. You know, picks the puck up, just kind of holds it, holds it, holds it, gets the goalie the bite, and then just fucking wrist it. Yeah. I was halfway right with my prediction so i I said he was gonna score that or not like the way it just said that he was gonna score against detroit but i also said it was gonna be assisted by debrinkit and keith it was only assisted by debrinkit and what was so big about that debrinkit assist it was his 100th assist that's right it was i was like i was like ah that's that's the one (laughs) Dude, talk about like big, big Monahan guy for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking even stats and shit. I love it. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, talk about this was like a huge thread in our group chat about, you know, usually when you hit milestones, you get the puck, you know, with the little milestone on it. But what happens when one goal equals two milestones? Right. Well, Obviously, you give it to this one to Kane. Yeah, this this milestone is way bigger. The 400 goals versus 100 assists. But we also talked about, like, what happens if it's, like, first overall pick, first goal in the NHL versus, like, somebody's 500th assist. Or, like... First goal. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know, though. Like, it, they've been in the league long enough to be 500 assists. I guess it... They got, a couple of, pucks. they got a couple it, pucks. There's a ton of weird situations that I was thinking about where it's like, okay, then you like that one's if you say that one's clearly like first overall picks, first goal, like they get the puck. But like, what if it's then instead of 500 assists, like 1,000 assists? Like that's a that's even like way bigger. I mean, if it's like something that it's not common, like a thousand assists. That's not really common. Yeah. That gets the puck. But yeah, if it's right. like a first career goal kind of thing, like you, you have to give it. I think even – doesn't even have to be first overall. I think like any first goal, unless it's like one of those huge, giant, like rare milestone goals. Yeah. This, well, that's the thing too. Like a hundredth goal for like a goal scorer isn't going to be a huge milestone. So like if it was one hundredth goal versus like – I don't know, like 700th assist. Those are both kind of like, eh, like yeah. you'll probably get another hundred. Like who does that go to cut the puck in half? Yeah. 
that's all you need to see you just need the one side so you can put the tape on it and just have it on there just have it for the photo and then toss exactly. it anyway because you yeah. can get any pocket and just say that was the one yeah i think we're thinking <laughs> way too much into it they probably have like just game pucks that they like yeah have <laughs> it's the same kind of thing where like it doesn't matter what the puck set like what puck it is it just it, if you have one from the game and you can tell everybody yeah i went bar down on this one and then they just go didn't you get an assist on that one and they go yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he went barred down on it. Like, uh, who was it? I don't remember. I went barred down. It bounced off his stick and went in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was on its way into the net and went off his twig. It's actually funny how I scored my first varsity goal was the guy went barred down, and it's going down, and it's just slowly going over the line. The goalie went to go put his glove on, so I just poked it in. And the guy's like excited that he like he's like oh my god awesome bar it was a sick shot too like it was yeah. unreal and I'm just poking it in for my first varsity goal <laughs> dude I went bar down for my only ever goal <laughs> the greatest celly of all time too right yeah it was the weirdest fucking thing I didn't know what to do do you when you play for a shitty college sometimes you get to play forward instead of playing goalie when you have too many of you and then fucking. <laughs> bar down in the corner just top blocker and run down the ice like an asshole <laughs> i never was taught how to celebrate man i don't know what to tell you and that's probably the moment too where it's like you probably have thought about like oh what would i do if i celebrate if i was a uh, forward and i scored what my celly be and the second you actually get that opportunity you probably have like five or six different things like running through your head like oh, i don't know what to do yeah i don't know i did like what was it like the Gretzky like celebration basically yeah i don't know man no i didn't do the running man like you didn't pump my fucking no but i mean, like, I mean you were like you were like running like running on the ice the Ruzio. yeah yeah and i was pointing at my dad it's <laughs> like did you see that shit because i saw it i actually didn't i had my head down just fucking <laughs> ripped a fucking wrist or top titty oh great it's amazing uh so big wing against detroit and then the big series that I think we were all kind of very curious how it was going to go just because of the, how the season started against uh, against Tampa. And I got to say, it was some good hockey. The boys I, came to play. Yeah. Um, it was a heartbreaking loss. Uh, they take them all the way to overtime. And the, everybody's like, okay, we're going to do a shootout. And Hedman squeaks it with, like, what, a tenth of a second left. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, I, it was so shitty because – while I was watching that game, I was just like, oh, my God, let's go. Let's go. Shoot out, shoot out, shoot out. And then they tee up a shot, and I go, oh, no, this is going to be it. Fuck. Yeah. I just, like, had this weird feeling about it. But fucking during this game, right, to brink it, or was that last game? I don't know. Uh, they played last game. Double check. I, I, I thought it was last game. But oh, I, I just pulled up the wrong game. That's why. Yeah, it was the last game. Duh stupid um, yeah so this one had carpenter had that six snipe oh my god that's that right stuck in the net dude carpenter is just on one right now this week he's having he had two against detroit yeah he's having some fun love to see it like i always like we've been saying or at least like fuck man you can go back in the episodes and you'll hear me talking about like ryan carpenter man he's He's been in a bright spot last year and this year. He's just always working hard. And I just always like seeing him out there. He 
he's been, I think he's been getting a, a good amount of ice time. Like in Seattle, see him out there pretty often, especially with all the injuries. Like he's got power play time now too. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, we were saying, we said this multiple times, he was sneakily the best signing last off season or not this past, like two off seasons ago now, but I mean, he's a guy, I hope they kind of, they find a way to keep him because I feel like he brings a lot of that extra grit. Like he's, I think he's doing good as he's been playing with Hagel a little bit. And I think he mm-hmm. and Hagel together have been an awesome duo. Dude, Hagel. Okay. <sighs> he's, Ooh. Mm, chef's kiss he is amazing <laughs> like he's so fucking good i i just it, it's crazy because he's not european where this guy was find this guy like it's so good it's so amazing but what i was thinking was the brinket did score yeah but it was uh, 90, it was 99 yeah 199 and i was like oh baby and man the hawks were up to nothing and then that was this the sick tip too wasn't it Yes, that was the flyby tip. Yeah, because you thought it was a canner goal, and Jabrinkin's like, "Nope, taking it." Yeah, I got to get my. It's already going in, but I'm gonna get a little twig on it, and then we'll be good, dude. Can we talk about how Jabrinkin also has apparently just become like the best defensive stick on the team? Oh, like for forwards, like has he been watching Mark Stone highlights? What the fuck is the deal here? (laughs) Like, is so back. It's and crazy. He's yeah. better than oh ever. God. Like, holy shit. Thank you. He's, thank you. Thank you. Fantasy draft, like fucking 10th round. Alex DeBrinkit, one of the best players on my team. <laughs> eh, kind of. <laughs> he's filling in. He's filling in big time. Like, he's really stepping up, taking that uh that Taze ro- role for like the, the two-way. Yeah. Like he's taking that to heart, and it's fucking fantastic to watch. It's it's crazy to see him playing so well defensively um even in just like the neutral zone cuz he he gets the the stick on the puck and then immediately in the offensive zone creating chances. And it's fucking phenomenal to watch. And you're just like, yeah man, second round pick. Fucking thanks Shazi. He has what? I think he's like the s- six most points from that draft class. He has oh, the, probably. He's got the. He, are you sure it's six? I. He's not like third. He might be third. Um, I know he's got the third most I will overtime. Think, I will fucking figure he's that got out. The third most overtime wins from that draft class. I think he's or he's tied for second, I believe, with Austin Matthews with four. Let's and Dubois got six for number one. Um, for what? Sorry. I was typing. So. But Dubois. So Dubois got six overtime goal. In that draft class, and Austin Matthews and Debrinket are tied for second with uh, four. Mm. So he's been clutch, and he's just so strong on the puck. He has just been, like you said, there's times where I'm watching, and it's like it looks like a dead play or you know, a nice little defensive uh, breakdown type of thing, and Debrinket just comes out of nowhere and just stickless goes. Find it. Am I going crazy? What year was he drafted? 15 or 16? 2016. 2016. Yeah, I just saw a grab. Oh, I'm stupid. All right, this one didn't resort by points. Yeah, no. Okay, he's fourth. Fourth, okay. So it's it's Matthews, Lion, Kachuk, and then Debrinke. Debrinke. Yeah. I don't like that. Brinksy cat, baby. But he's, a, he's ahead of uh, Clayton Keller by 
25 points and he has uh like six less games played you bring it does yeah no shit i felt like keller did like got like a late start no keller had an earlier start than he did uh he's ahead of pierre luke dubois yeah he's ahead or it's, it's kind of crazy i mean sergachev and mcavoy are uh what like sixth and seventh that was all same points yeah man and then it's Jesper Brett, who was like a sixth rounder. Is and that then, like is that gonna possibly go down as the the new 03 draft? Uh I don't think so. No. I I'm, I hope. I mean Nylander is a part of that draft. Like join your friends. <laughs> like be good. Are Nylander? Yeah. Nah. I don't I, it doesn't seem like it might it's gonna be like that crazy but we'll see i mean it's still it's still like a like five years in or six years in now oh hagel's a part of that draft class what up 2015 baby sixth round the 15 or 16 oh 16 shit i mean i literally am fucking (laughs) my head's full of air right now man i can't fucking figure it out (laughs) um yeah, so they, they dropped that game 3-2 in overtime, tenth of a second left. Then they had to, you know, pick themselves up. Next game was the following day. Uh, Subban was in that. I will admit when I'm wrong. I mean, I was still still times where I was like, holy shit, like, what's he doing? But he looked fantastic in Friday's game. Even in the highlights, I'm still like <laughs> – Oh shit! Does he know where the puck's at? Yeah, the <laughs> amount of times that he would save the puck and he would have it, and he just look over his shoulder because he thought it was in the net. I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, dude! Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Even the ones that were like, was it the Shirelli goal, um, where it was like three saves and then it like finally went past him. Like he, he thought he had it. He is also like. There's a few where he's just like kind of flying out of the net still, like trying to make the save, and then, and then it's like the puck's not where you think it is, and they're just like, "Super, stop!" Just it's so funny because it's like he did good. I mean, it was a great game, but it's like half the time I'm like, I just picture him sitting there, eyes closed, and just like throwing himself like where like the, the general shots coming from, and just hoping to God it hits him. Even like when you see the the shootout when you see it slowed down like the last save it's like he's he's not looking where the puck's going it like hits him and then he's just like and then he sees it you know what and then he's celebrating and i'm like yeah dude fuck yeah but i'm like you didn't i didn't look like you were tracking the puck at all (laughs) so lucky like i just picture him in the net i just imagine from rookie of the year ron garner when he's at when he's got a bat for the first time and he's just in there like oh my god 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 fucking love it um but i mean He's tw- he's twenty one for twenty two lifetime in the shootout. That's insane, that is so insane. So I sent this to you guys, but he's the fucking basically he's the anti laner, right? So talking about that, did we win the trade? I mean, laner hasn't been playing this year because he's been hurt. 
I mean, Subban. It's, it's 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 turned out to be laner for Subban, that Slava Demon kid, and then a second overall pick, or it's not second overall, second uh, round pick, which turned out to be another goalie, the Drew Comesso pick. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, did we win? I mean, Vegas is I don't know. Fucking, I don't, Vegas I, I, is in I trouble, think... man. Like, they have two fucking goalies. They're paying, like, $7 million each or some shit. Yeah. And Mark andre is fucking just tearing it up, too. Five Every months. time the team doesn't want him, he goes, eh, I'm going to play yeah. really fucking well. His last five games, he's 5-0 and all with two shutouts. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, think. Do you think that they <laughs> that they maybe hold on to Mark andre and maybe give up Laner? I just think it would be hilarious if they exposed him in the draft and just which one? Uh Mark Andre. Yeah. Just because to keep like he goes to Seattle. Uh, that'd be that'd be really I funny. can't wait. Like, I, there's so much I cannot wait to start talking about the expansion draft and like I can't wait to see it, man. It's so yeah. exciting. <sighs> I'm so like I'm you you have a feeling that no one's gonna fucking do the shit that they did with Vegas, where they're gonna be like, "I'll give you a first round pick to not take this guy." Might but have to because a cap with a flat cap, they might have to. This is the best part. <laughs> like, Sorry, we're still talking about like yeah, I know it's the just, Tampa game. <laughs> it's insane, like because the flat cap, everybody's like, "Oh no, we're not gonna get, we're not gonna get Vegas, we're not gonna get Vegas." It's like, yeah, well, you you have no cap space. You're gonna have, you're gonna get Vegas to make sure it works for you. But so this was the game. Brincy Cat, 100 career goals. 101 career goals. And then on top of it was career point number 200 and 201. Yes. It's the kids got 101 career goals and 100 assists. And it's just, he likes to dish them out and put them away. (laughs) He's playing with his toys. And then he's putting him away by himself. He's he's cleaning up after himself. He's doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like I, this is the Debrinket that we saw his what was it sophomore year rookie year? Yes, uh, sophomore year. His like rookie I, year, he he fit, he led the team in goals with only twenty eight. So his rookie year was what this is the we saw his rookie. Year, this is what we expected from him, and yes. he had a couple down years. No, he didn't. He had 40-plus goals. Did he? Yeah, man. It was when Kaner had, like, 48, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Say one down year last year. Yes, that's it. That's what it was. Yeah. But he like we said it, already said it earlier, but, I mean, this kid is so back. Oh, yeah. He yeah. almost had a ha- fucking hat trick, too. He yeah. literally fucking – oh, he actually almost scored an OT the game before for his 100th goal. It just went off the pipe. And then he almost scored in OT the second game yeah. and just, just went wide. Dude, what a fucking insane overtime, by the way. Both of them. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Like the two minutes to start the fucking overtime last game. On Friday. Where yeah. They went batshit crazy. And it was like, there's no, there's no rules. It was just chance after chance, like two on one and fucking breakaways. And you're just like. This is like, oh, this is basically fucking three on three OT when it started when nobody had like any kind of game plan. Right. They're just like throwing out guys and just pretty God it worked. It was fucking insane. Like you're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then McElhaney makes a save and he goes, nah, fuck it. Keep going. And he's just like, it down. Yeah. And he just he gives the puck away. I'm just like, 
Well, I, like I didn't get to see it live. I would have lost my shit if it if was live. Watching it live, it felt like double overtime, Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Game seven. It was just like I'm like seeing like, oh my god, like every time it happened, I'm, I'm like, Jesus. like this is a regular season game. I don't need to be like having a goddamn heart attack from this. It, I think one of the funnier things I saw online was uh somebody <laughs> said it's super nice of the Hawks and the Lightning to cram all of the 2015 finals into one overtime. <laughs> I was like, yes, because just watching the fucking like highlight clip of that just straight two minutes, I was losing it. I was like, oh my God, like back and forth. So fucking crazy. Like it was amazing. I love it. Um, I gotta pull this back up, but. Go, let's go back to Debrinket really quick. I want to yes. ask you: Is he? Is all right. So him and Kane are they turning into an elite duo? Oh, or, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. We I think we talked about it like a couple episodes ago, maybe. But it was about how they've become so much better together than they have been in the past. Like they've they've figured out where to look for each other. Like it's you can see it every time they're on the ice. Like they know where to be and the other one with the puck knows where they're going to be every single time. And so it's the kind of chemistry with like, once one of them has it, you're like, Oh, they're going down and they're getting a fucking chance every single time. And it's insane to see, and you love to watch it. And I'm sure every fucking team they play hates it. (laughs) Like this is, this is dynasty era Hawk shit. Like, this is puck possession, getting a chance every single fucking time. And it's amazing. And it's funny you bring up that teams hate to see it. Um, so McDonough was asked where the Blackhawks stand um, in the division. And his response was, there's no doubt they're a top team. Every team in our division, they can beat you any night. Chicago has a great decor, can really skate and move the puck. Some high-flying forwards. Yeah, man. I don't know if that's just like the diplomatic answer or if he actually means it, but... For sure. <laughs> I think you got to kind of believe that. Um, yeah. You watch this team play and like they're clicking. They're, they're, how many times do we fucking say, like, I fucking love this team? Love it is sick. Love this team. Great fucking hockey. Amazing to watch. And every, happened? I don't, when was the last time we watched a game that they were completely out of? The first or second game of the season? Well, one of those first three. Yeah. Every other game, you're like, oh fuck, it does not matter. Like they're com- they're either coming back or they're in the lead or they're going to win. Like it's- that Detroit, that Detroit loss last Saturday wasn't. Oh, great. where it was horseshit. Okay. Yeah, that one wasn't great. But I didn't get to watch that game. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's it's amazing that you give Carlton time to put his fingerprint on this team and yes. let this team buy into what he's preaching and. I haven't heard one single thing about Carlton being a shit coach anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Hey, we got it going on. Power play, clicking. Team, clicking. Defense, not a problem. Goalies, not a problem. Let's fucking go. You also also want a fun little stat I found here too? I love stats, yes. So under the current NHL scheduling format this season, the Blackhawks have played the same opponent consecutive games 12 times. In the second game against the same opponent of the season, they are 9-1-2 and two and have Ooh. victories in eight straight. Put the money on the Hawks. What do they do with three, though? That's what I'm what, curious. Like, what's what's, what's going to happen yeah. today? Like, what's going, yeah, what's going on today? 
That's, today's the rubber match of this little uh, series. But it's well, like going- I mean, Hawks. I'm. It's gonna go to OT, right? It has to. It has to. <laughs> it has to go to fucking OT. And then it's like what I'm thinking too. It's like if you told me after the first two games against Tampa this year that the Hawks through two games would have what three out of four points, possible points, I would have laughed in your face. Imagine if they can pick up at least one more point or even get both points again and finish five out of six, four out of six from Tampa Bay this like this late into a season. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the boys are in town. They're, they're fucking ready to roll. They are comfortably in a playoff spot too. You know, what's also like that. I just remembered. It's kind of crazy. I wish would be this game, but Kaner's about to hit a thousand games. We're getting yeah. that. We're getting that this week. Yeah. What is when they, here? when they go to Dallas, He's at 998 right now. Tonight or today. So yesterday uh, when this podcast Tuesday. goes live, it yeah, will Tuesday. be 999. Dude, milestone central right now. Do you think they're just waiting? Oh no, there's I guess there's not really a ceremony thing for 400 goals. But there'll be a ceremony for a thousand thousand games. I was like, do you think they're just waiting? Just do like okay, Kane, here's all your ceremonial like stuff. One game yeah. to get it out of the way. Here's your like stick, <laughs> whatever. I, I don't know. What was it that the players, the players all buy in and get uh, get somebody something? A watch. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That sucks for the Hawks, man. They literally are all rookies. <laughs> or it yeah. might not. It might not suck that much for them. It might maybe it sucks for Kaner because they can get like, such Kaner. a nice watch because they're all on fucking entry level deals. Do you get one of those like two hundred dollar movement watches like that? I would has in all the podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kane. This is uh, we we don't make as much as you, my guy. So <laughs> unless Keith's gonna cover it for everybody. Yeah, here's a Fitbit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah, big game, big game tonight, big game yesterday, depending on when you guys are listening to this. Um, probably not today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so hopefully, I mean, if they come back, I think regardless, even if they lose this game, I'm still extremely satisfied with. Absolutely. Taking three, at least three out of six. Yeah. Like, what, what else can you ask for? Especially against a team that's basically unchanged from fucking winning the Stanley Cup. The only piece they're missing is Kucherov. They're missing, yeah, exactly. They they really didn't like lose any pieces besides like maybe their like fourth line center. Which I mean, if you can't replace a fourth line center and still be elite, then you're kind of fucking fucked. But dude, this this division is so tight. Tampa Bay and Florida at 34 points. Carolina 33. Hawks at 31. Hawks are sick. It's oh man, it's unreal. So they got Tampa tonight, yesterday. They have Dallas on Tuesday, Thursday. Haters, 1,000th game. 1,000 game. Dallas, In Dallas. Who would have thought that we would be saying that the games against Dallas are trap games? I mean, first of all, Dallas was not good. <laughs> they went on a good run in the I'm bubble. Paper, I'm saying, though, on paper, though, like, they have been – they. I mean – they're penciled in to be going to the season. Everybody had them top four in the vision, which is stupid. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Like the, I mean, 
I don't know. Maybe thinking about it, I'm kind of wrong because two years ago when St. Louis won, Dallas was literally a game seven goal away from possibly being in St. Louis's shoes. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that they're bad. I just think that they're, they're not as great as they're being built up to. I think they had just probably the perfect opportunity last year. Um, like, like, I don't know. They, they weren't, they, they, they did not look great. That's all I think. Like they had some good showings from players. Like, what was it? Um, Gurianov had like a Hattie in like a game seven. And then uh, what the fuck's it? Kivy Ronta, that kid also had a Hattie in like a game seven. And so they had guys show up. They went deep in each, in like all these series. It's not like they dominated. Yeah. Where like Tampa fucking ran the fucking floor with people. And you just knew it was like, oh, yeah, Tampa's winning this fucking cup here. Like, they're going against Dallas, who, like, battled hard against a lot of teams. But I don't know. Dallas, like, they when you look at the team and what they did, for me, I don't go like, oh, that's – yeah, they're perennial Stanley Cup contenders. Like, I think they just, right. like – they achieved success. And then it's like, okay, I don't see them doing that over and over and over again, you know? Plus, like they're they're without Bishop and without Sagan still. Like I think Sagan's back. Is he back? I mean, he's not. I was looking at the roster. He's not listed on their IR anymore. Okay. Does uh, he? Radu- Raduloff is still out though. Yeah, like. Geez. I'm gonna check cap friendly too, just to be. Safe. Like, what's? <laughs> I was just thinking to myself. I'm like, yeah, man, like. Hawks don't have Taves or or Doc. Like we're great. You you lose two of your best players and you can't be good. Still, fuck out of here, Dallas. You suck. <laughs> uh, we we lose two of our best players and we're still fucking super good. Sagan's listed an NHL non roster on cap friendly. Hmm. See, whatever, man. Dallas is not that great. I think Heiskin is not having like a. Like a good year, really. No, he I wasn't. Haven't, I, haven't heard I, him much. I was pumped to get him in the draft, and then he just didn't play for two weeks, and then, like hasn't done I mean, anything since. They are like a plus three goal differential, even though they. But they've only played like five games. I mean, nineteen, but okay. <laughs> it feels have- like I feels like every other other every other game I look at fantasy. And it's like, oh, postponed at Dallas or postponed versus Dallas, you know, like. Yeah, no, like, it seems like they play, like, no games. Yeah. Um, And then after that, we got two against Florida, which that's another one. That's another, like, I'm very curious to see how they respond because Florida, they did not look great against Florida. Yeah, they got, did they get the one win against Florida? It was 6-5. Like, it was a high scoring, but it was, like, one of those that was, like, the fourth game of the season, I think they did. Yeah, and it was like a 6-5. That was the Lincoln in debut. Well, no, 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 because he – I oh, Jesus Christ, what did happen? <laughs> it seems like so long ago. Um, I th- thought it was still a loss, but it was overtime. Oh, yeah, you might be right. Okay, hold on. I'm getting there, getting there. Yeah, it was a there was a five two loss in the first game, and then a five four loss in the fourth game. Because it was it was what it was Subban game one, De, uh, Delia game two, Delia game three, Lincoln in game four. 
and then Lincoln where we five. where they just gave up five goals consistently. Yeah, but because Lincoln gave up five goals in overtime, he got the chance against Detroit. Here. And all is history. And then the team was like, let's just kick it up like 17 notches and dub set dub central ever since. So yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Happily ever after. I think if we get through, like we said last week, March is March is huge. March is a big test for this team to kind of see if they're legit or not. And so far they're acing it. I mean, hey, good March so far. Yeah. So um, anything else to say about the games? Hell no, man. Just fun to watch. Don't like even if I don't get the chance to watch it live, like the highlights are just oof. Like I said, love this team. So fucking love this team. Then after the game on Thursday, Friday morning, we got the news that I think we were all expecting, but finally hearing it, it's kind of like it was kind of like uh uh uh, Brent Seabrook announced that he's unable to continue playing due to his injuries and will be retiring effectively. I mean, when I air quote retiring, he's just going to be on LTIR until his contract's up. Get that payday. Yeah. I'm assuming, does he still get paid? Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I wish I could make almost $7 million a year for doing nothing. Yeah, right. Shit, I wish I could make like any money for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, great. Uh, he retires after 15 seasons all spent in the Blackhearts organization um, played 1114 games scored 103 goals 361 assists 464 points uh, probably known as one of the, the true leaders of the team guy that everybody relied on and there is another cool little stat here. I want to put it. Uh, most games played together in NHL history for a defenseman duo. Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith, 1,069 games. And it's not even close. Sick. <laughs> Dude, like, they're, what a fucking duo that was. So, I mean, he... It brings up the conversation kind of like, you know, now that it's all said and done, like what happens, you know, where does his career rank? And a lot of people were talking about, is he guaranteed hall of fame? And this is number guaranteed to be retired. Um, first let's go with the number retired. I think that, that without a doubt, I think that now that his number is retired, it's going to happen sooner than later because I think they want to put Chelios up there too. And they're going to do the Magnuson Palat type of thing where they yeah. play both of them. Seven goes in the rafters for sure. Yeah, seven goes in the rafters. It's I mean, just how it's can just it not? When when does it when do you do it? Because you know, with like the Hosa thing, which is kind of like also weird with the Hall of Fame, it's like he wasn't his contract wasn't completely up yet, you know. And then it's like, all right, do you wait until Seaver's contract is up and he's like officially retired to put his number in the rafters, or do you just like do it within the next three years because he's still got three years left on that deal. I think I wonder depends if they, if they move his contract, like they did Hosa, mm -hmm. can they put his number in the rafters? Like, I don't know. I don't, I like, I don't, I'm personally, it's probably a dumb question to ask. I just don't know how that all works. Like, you know, being doing stuff, honoring a player for another team type of thing like that. I don't yeah. Know, but 
That's, I some, think, that's yeah. some fucking NBA shit where like the Clippers put up uh, Blake Griffin's number <laughs> and then traded him. <laughs> really? Yeah, they did some shit like that. Like it was like some like appreciate like team appreciation shit where I I don't know if they like hung the like the numbers in the rafters like for sure, but it was some weird shit where like they did they did something they were like Clipper for life and then they traded his ass like later that year or like a year later or something it was fucking hilarious look it up i don't know i'm not gonna look it up i might complete be completely wrong but that shit's fucking hilarious i believe it and enough nba is stupid so i wouldn't doubt it but yeah i don't like i think that they're gonna just there's gonna be a night where they put everything together and and seabrook is like it was pretty cool to see actually to the highlight of um when they showed a, a video during the game and all the players were clapping their sticks but like not only the hawks players but like tampa players were also cheering for him and then the, the rest were also clapping and you just like cc rook just just like kind of like waving like man like fucking emotion central right there it was yeah. crazy like, like i said it's like one of those things that we knew was coming but then it was like finally getting that like notification on my phone and i was just like oh god it's like it's slowly becoming the end of an era and yeah i know we grew up watching 90s blackhawks and all that kind of stuff but this is like the first this dynasty team was like the first time that i like i fully was invested like i knew players coming up i knew everything about them all that kind of stuff followed every part of the team yeah and it's like it's like crap well now this is slowly slowly coming to an end and it's it was just kind of like and it's, i mean good for him for realizing and not pushing it and yeah doing it's, more tenant. it sucks for the way that he kind of went out too you know like with the injuries and then the surgeries and trying to come back and like not being able to make it back fully where like i really wanted him to come back and and like show some more you know like i didn't i didn't want that to be the end like how it ended wanted him to be able to go out on his own terms type of right. thing and right and like we, we were talking like every, we were all excited about it at the bubble training camp last year he was out there he's practicing and all that kind of stuff and he looked decent yeah i think though that he kind of he kind of knew he was done at that point and when he was unable to even do training camp, I think it was just one of those things. It was like it was—he was not coming back. It was just he had to come to terms with it, and I think that's what this was finally. Yeah, but um, damn, yeah. So that sucks. And now the other discussion was the hockey hall of fame. Do you think he's a guaranteed hall of famer? I think he makes it in. I don't know when. I wouldn't say it's like right away. But I think he's one of those names that floats on the ballot for a bit and then finally gets it in one of those one year. He's I think he I don't know if you would agree with this, but I think that what happens with him is that he gets cheated a little bit because of the team he played on. And as we mentioned earlier, his D partner. I don't know. He's a huge piece to that team though. Like you you see some of the, the games they win and on the road to winning those cups and like they're definitely because of him 
Yeah, he, like, he's I mean, a huge he, leader, and he was the team guy. He Keith was the individual like awards winner and all that kind of stuff, and Seeds was the the team guy, and he never he doesn't have the individual well, awards and all that. And well, you look at Hosa. Hosa made it into the Hall of Fame. What he doesn't have many individual awards as well. He's a part of that team. He's got more though than Seeds. What does he have? Doesn't he have? He's, got, he's got three cups. And a, being a fucking awesome player. That's literally what it was. Like, that's all it is. Like, Seabrook has three cups, plus he has, like, Olympic gold. Yeah, the 2010, right? Yeah. So, he's got more of a resume. Uh, you're right. Uh, Hosted just says NHL all-rookie team, NHL all-star game. One, two, yeah. three, four, Seabrook's, Seabrook's got all-star games. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that team! That team was literally so good. They line. They fucking had a first line of Hawks players. <laughs> Can do you think? Like, I don't know if the Hawk Hall of Fame does this, but this whole team could just be inducted as like as a team. Yeah. Oh my god! Absolutely. Like, uh, right. like one of the best teams of all time. It should definitely go down as that. And like a fucking team photo of just been like, you see these motherfuckers right here. They were unstoppable. Like. It- <laughs> And it's like if you argue that this was not one of the best teams in NHL history, you're you're just an idiot. You just yeah, you're just a hater. <laughs> to do what they did in the salary cap era, yeah, where you had to strip every time they won, they had to lose key pieces into the previous winner. Well, and then yeah. they still came back and did it again and again. And probably would have been a, another one. There would have been another one if it wasn't for goddamn Nick Letty getting hit with the puck. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about like after 2015. I was like, oh, what did they need to do after 2015? No, Nick <laughs> Letty didn't. Was 2014? Yeah. Game seven overtime. They could have had a fucking three peat. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if they actually would have been able to because you no, imagine they, how I, expensive those players would have been for 2015. Had they, I think that team was locked up though. I think that team was pretty much locked up that year. Yeah. And, and they, they brought in Brad Richards because he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go fucking win a cup real quick. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, if they if they won it, if they beat LA, they won that cup in 2014. New York had oh no 100 percent No New, chance. New York, like as soon as they won the Eastern Conference Finals, they everybody was like, All right, New York, thanks for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Madonna was like. After that game, game seven, they're like, we just witnessed the true Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Fucking, I tweeted at the at LA, and I was just like, yo, can you guys let the Rangers win a game? Because I don't want to let hockey end this end soon. This <laughs> it's just like, okay, cool. We'll go to game five. It's just like, oh, my God. How that series was unbelievable. The fucking Hawks playoff hockey during those years was incredible. You forgot. It's like I'm just now. I'm just thinking. It's like you forget how good that team, those teams were, and like Seriously, how the, the amount of times like Shit. those teams could have been down in a series and have come back. Like any time, like after like one or two times it happened, like the announcers or anybody, any commentators would just be like, "You got to realize, like these are the Blackhawks. They they have." the perfect opportunity and every chance to come back and they fucking will do not count them out. And then they would do it. And it's just like on unbelievable. Like you, you, how the fuck do they do this shit? And Oh my God. And just Seabrook is 
This team part of that shit. Now that that we're going through all this, this team this year is giving me 09 vibes. Oh, yeah. Like they're there. I don't think think they're going to like, I I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think that they're going to win it this year, but they're goddamn going to put as far as they possibly can. And it's going to be like next year, they're going to just be building off of that. Western Conference Finals versus Detroit. (laughs) <laughs> that's this year just the conference final oh my god um yeah so there's that so i don't know how do we how, what do we have to decide do we want to do our own top three or we just want to talk some of his moments let's just talk moments moments okay so we were gonna we're talking he's got some big moments a lot of it i was looking at the list and out there was a lot of overtime oh overtime hero just yeah. fucking ice in his veins stone cold fucking what a crazy motherfucker. So the first we'll start we'll start early on. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, oh what is it 10? Oh, 09 10. It's literally 2009 going into 2010. Yeah. They early on the season. season, they were down 5 nothing against Calgary. 2009 baby. <laughs> down 5 nothing against Calgary, they come back to tie it, go to overtime and Seeds puts away the the game winning in overtime. Oh my god. I I watching that game just Knowing the team's going to be so good that year, see them go down 5 nothing and just go, what the fuck is going on? Jerome McGinley is still on the Flames at that point, too. And you're just like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is, this is a shit game. And then they put one away, and you're like, you get a weird feeling. You're like, hold on. It's it's very early in this game. It's still, like, first period or second period. And you're like, I think it was first period. <laughs> they don't look terrible. They put away two, and you're like, okay, all right. They're vibing. Three, and you're like, fuck, this game's on. Let's go. Like, they're coming back. Don't turn this fucking TV off. They tie it up. Go to OT. Seabrook fucking ends it, and you're just like, oh, shit. That was the moment that year. I was like, they're fucking winning it all. Yeah. That was the moment, too. It was just like this team, no matter what they're facing, no matter how down they are, they could come back. They're gonna yeah. come back. They're gonna be in the game regardless. They're gonna if they're gonna lose, it's not gonna be a blowout. They're gonna they're gonna make it a hockey game. Oh my god. It was then we're gonna go out of order because I, the one that I think is his biggest goal we're yes. gonna save for last. But then you got 2013. He puts in overtime winner against Boston in game four of the Stanley Cup final. Love to see it. Um, that actually tied the series up two two, so that it was a huge, huge game that must a must win. Then you know, and we all know what happens after that. Hawks yeah. win. Seventeen seconds, not a big deal. <laughs> um, twenty fifteen in the quarterfinal, um, triple overtime. Game four against uh, Nashville. This is actually so. This I'm gonna I'm gonna double dip and we'll do another moment. This was the food and fruit and crap game. Mm, yes, Seabrook scores the game winner, and then they're asking about it. And he's oh no, our trade our trainers were doing a good job, you know, keeping us hydrated, giving us you know fruit and crap. And <laughs> that was like a line for for the that playoff it was just yeah, fruit every time with overtime. All right, get that fruit and crap ready. Like, gotta but, love it. Then, Gotta love it. So then the big, the big OT winner. 
the 2010 playoffs, game seven, overtime, Detroit. The right. 2013. Was it 2013? 2013, game seven. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. I've, yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't read. I was read. Uh, I'm still looking. It was after Yalmerson scored, but then it was disallowed for disallowed. like being offsides or something. Yeah. And but it was it was because they came back down three to one and then went to game seven and then fucking won in an OT. This was just like that was also played. the same series where Taves was fucking losing his shit. And he goes and Seabrook went to the box and and went and calmed him down. And you just you literally were able to see how big of a leader he was on that team. And in that moment where typically you don't see it because it's a locker room kind of thing. Yeah. When the captain needs somebody to calm him down and Steve is the one to do it like that right there shows you what he meant to this team. Yeah. And that whole sequence for that goal though, was Bolin front of the show. Ever heard of him Uh huge fucking hit to get the puck loose. Puck goes right to see seeds puts it in. Oh God. Goose like off a crawl wall or a little yeah. bit or something. Fucking goosebumps just thinking about that because I just remember it was just like that was right there was like okay, we're winning another cup. Yeah. Absolutely. Like there was no <laughs> reason why we should lose this cup this year if we come down three to one. And the fact it was Detroit. Fuck Detroit. God. Love it. Back when that mattered. Also, uh, one of my favorite um Seabrook moments that <laughs> you haven't mentioned. Uh St. Louis playoffs just destroys Bacchus. <laughs> wakey wakey. Yeah. Keith was the fucking chirp while he's like unconscious, basically, which is completely unnecessary, but huge fucking hit on their captain. Clean fucking hit, too. Just, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh my god, I forgot Seabrook's a big fucking boy, and he will drop a body. Yeah, God, he wasn't the fastest guy. He wasn't the fanciest he guy. Fucking rip though. Yeah, holy shit. But yeah, and Seabrook, thanks for coming out. Great career. Great career. He put out a nice little post today in the Sun Times. Did you see that yet? No. Um, here I'll read it real quick for you. Oh, sure. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So he just did thank you. Thank you for letting a 20-year-old kid from Western Canada call this city home for my entire 15 National Hockey League career. Uh, thank you for allowing me to play the game I love in front of you. Thank you for accepting my family and me as part of your community. Thank you for all the cheers, the energy, the cups, the parades, the memories. This may be goodbye for now, but Chicago will all forever be my home, and I will always be a Blackhawk. To the best fans in all sports, I say again, thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you, Seabs. Thank you. How long until he gets a, a role in the organization, do you think? Once his contract ends. You think so? Yeah. I could see it happening before then. I mean yeah. – Again, yeah, I, I don't know the rules. Like, I don't know. Like, you're okay. paying the guy anyway. Yeah. Make but, him uh, do again, something. Chris Brown <laughs> for the NHL when he was still in our contract. So, yeah, yeah, maybe sooner. Maybe as soon as he's ready. Maybe give it a year. It maybe wasn't. Once, uh, once him I, and Colleton were the same draft year, weren't they? 
Yeah, they played growing up together. I can see Seabrook being like a assistant coach. I think maybe once things get back to normal and he's able to like, you know, travel and stuff, I bet you. Yeah. I mean, he he's a leader of the team. Like yeah. you put him in the locker room still with like being just a coach. I think that's perfect. Yeah. How could that be bad? Dude, this coaching staff. You keep him on the bench too. Like <laughs> this coaching staff in like 10 years is gonna have Taves, Seabrook. Yeah. <laughs> Kane is just gonna be the new Bobby Hall, just showing up to the rink and getting yeah. drunk. <laughs> Annihilated, not knowing where he's at. Like, I think just kidding, I think, out Kane. of all the all the guys <laughs> from the dynasty, Taves and Seebs, I think are the most likely to be a coach. Yeah. I think they have that mindset that they can transition pretty well into it. I think Keith would be Keith, maybe, maybe uh, not like he might be like just an assistant. I can't see him like Kane or Keith and or sorry. Are you saying head coach? Yeah, Taves and Steve. I can see taking a head coaching role. Yes. Okay. Keith, I can see an assistant. But yeah, thank you, Seebs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see everybody being a part of the organization after their career and just be. Kind of, I don't know, man. One Taves can fucking end up, or Taves or Seabrook, I can actually see end up being like a GM someday. Definitely. I mean, they're hockey. They are hockey smart. Yeah. Right? They they understand the game. They know how it works, and it's like pretty much, hey, what do you want to do? Here you go. It's a new Iserman yeah. the Hawks. Definitely Taves for sure. I can see that. So yeah, thanks, Seeds. Uh, sucks that I had to go out that way, but. Amazing career, hell of a career. Glad that you're really doing the Indian head sweater. Let's get that number up in the rafters. Yeah. So, all right. I think that kind of wraps up for Hot Talk. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. So, we'll, uh, we're just going to do some quick around the NHL news here. Um, not really around the NHL. This is also kind of like hockey world in general. Um, Thursday night, unfortunately, the news came out that Walter Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's father, had passed away which is insane. I know we're in the States. It's not really like is known, but it's like he was called Canadian Canada's hockey dad. Yeah. Uh, what he meant to the game up in Canada, not only to Wayne, but anybody coming through the league or coming through the system and wanting to play professional hockey kind of one seemed like they went through something Walter Gretzky did. And he was a, uh, huge figure it was kind of cool seeing all the players kind of all the canadian players do their little tributes and kind of like old pictures with him and all that kind of stuff and yeah unfortunate i mean he was 82 i think i think so yeah but yeah so thoughts with the gretzky family on that one um someone who just doesn't seem to want to go away from hockey is daryl sutter true He's yeah. uh, getting getting another head coaching gig. Yeah, signs a three year deal to coach the Flames, and this all came after the Flames won like seven. Yeah, they they won a game and then fucking fired their coach, which was like the most confusing thing. Yeah, I guess they were just set on it. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I mean, you hear those stories about, I don't know if they're true or how his tenure ended with LA. The players locking him out of the locker room and all that kind of stuff. So. It'll be really interesting to see how the Flames react to him as a coach. Yeah. If 
I mean, he's got that old school mentality, which is kind of dying off. I think Torts is one of the one of the last with that old school like hard ass mentality. Yeah, but Torts is more like a player's kind of coach, though, too. Yeah. As long as you don't, he doesn't bench you, you're, you're happy. Yeah, I mean, you you play. He's kind of that coach where it's like you play his way and you're good to go. Um, well, we'll see what happens. I honestly don't give a fuck about the Flames. <laughs> Like we talked about them because we fucking beat them in a when they were up five nothing, but they were kind of also a team when the Hawks were first getting into the playoffs consistently that like they battled against and then they were just like that eh, fuck you flames whatever. Well, Vancouver's a bigger rival. The only good thing about the Flames right now is the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, and there was yeah. a couple heavyweight tilts last night. Was, I didn't get to see any of that. Uh, it was James Neal versus Kachuk one fight. Oh, no shit. And then, I looked this up. Yeah, and then it was Nurse versus Lucic. Oof. That's a big one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's fun. If you feel like the old school, you know, beat the shit out of each other hockey, definitely got to catch those games. Um, And it also came out last night, Tom Wilson suspended again for a yep. hit to the head again. Seven games. Seven games. I mean, I don't know. At what point do you like? You got to. What point does he get the Torres treatment where he just gets a ridiculous amount of game suspended? I don't know. Next one. It's just, it's insane. Like the guy fucking is dangerous out there. It's, I mean, he throws the body. Like there's, I don't know. It's like, it seems different to me like him versus like Rafi Torres where like he's aggressive and throws the body in like, I don't know. It doesn't look super intentional of like the hits, but like it happens because of how aggressive he can be. Yeah. I don't know. Eh, there's other shit like fucking like Brett Pesci fucking slew footing some like, uh, who was it? Robbie Fabry. Oh Yeah. Even Brett Pesci's dad was just like, not good, Brett, on Twitter. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> he said, he was like, that was cheap. It's just like, come on, bud. Like, you know, you fucked you up doing? when your dad's calling you out. Yeah, like, it's not like intent, like, that's like intentional, like, shitty, cheap behavior where, like, I think Tom Wilson, for the most part, is usually just like finishing checks as much as possible. Like, and if you finish checks as much as possible, like, sometimes you, you catch some fucking people. I don't know. Like, he finishes them high. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's, there's a line that he's riding and, and he steps over it a little, a little too many times. It's just because in my mind, when we're talking about the rapid Torres, like he jumps into fucking Hosa yeah. and into his head. And it's like, I don't see that kind of intent where like, you get like Rafi Torres, Matt Cook kind of like intent to fucking injure. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, Tom Wilson's a cheap player. And then I'm like, well, he's not like that level. I don't know. In my head, I guess I'm just fucking trying to be re like rationalize it. And and like Tom Wilson still like is able to score goals and get assists on fucking. You take him on the hogs. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a tweet like that. There was like, yeah, everybody can bitch about it, but there's 100% of NHL teams that would take a Tom Wilson on their team. Yeah, 
Yeah. So um, that's it for like news around the league. I just had one last like kind of funny story. So Friday, it's either Friday or Saturday. I don't feel like looking up the actual day. Um, Vegas got evicted from their hotel in San Jose because the hotel filed bankruptcy and decided to close up shop that day. So Vegas got their pregame meal in and then had to go up to the room, pack everything up like they were leaving the tr- like leaving to go home and go to another hotel all before their game against San Jose. Fucking hilarious. That's uh that's that's a weird one. <laughs> uh, that's COVID COVID world for you. Yeah. Places closing down. I mean <laughs> All right, guys, that's the last of the food that we got. We're done. <laughs> you can't, don't take anything with you, please. We got to sell everything. They were saying, like, uh, Martinez was like, oh, yeah, it was an easy transition. You know, quick pack and uh, Reeves and uh, I forgot who else he said had a hard time because they had to pack up their game systems and everything like that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great. So, yeah, um, that's, that's all I got. Do you want to talk about possible goal of the year? Matthew Barzell? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Kate. If you have not seen it, guys flying. And they're wearing their what, those were the reverse retros, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, look, the they, normal, they look, they look pretty decent. I like it. Like the darker blue. They're just not, there's just nothing different. It's just, where's like, the fisherman? Yeah, like, come on. But, yeah, oh, my God. Like, was it a chip off the boards and then he's he's flying down the down the the right side cuts across and just goes between his legs it looked like he kind of fanned on it but still like between the legs like at that speed and it just like what was it it hit the post and in yeah the balls on him to do that in the game yeah oh my god so i guess okay while we're talking about the islanders where the hell did they come from like they were trots, baby. Didn't they go have like a like a five or six game losing streak early on this year? They might have. And now they're in first place in the <clears throat> well, they also think Varlamov's having like a good season, but I think Islanders, because of trots, they had whatever whatever fucking he does is like touch of God because before he was there, they were last in defense, like worst fucking goaltending and everything. He shows up, they become first. They're a defensive fucking dynamo team. I Varlamov's playing crazy, but like I think that with that kind of setup, like you can put anybody there and they'll they'll be amazing. Um, and it's <laughs> if I was Lou Lamorello. And Varlamov, I don't know when his his deal is up. Let me find that out real quick too. But if I was Lula Amarillo and Varlamov's like, oh, okay, I put up this amazing season, um, pay me. I would be like, no, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. I will bring somebody else in. Oh, Varlamov still got two more years after this year. But same same thing. I'd be like, absolutely not. Like I, I would just be like, I can bring in any goalie into this team. Trotz is gonna make them look as good or better than you, <laughs> and just be like, "Fuck off! I don't give a shit." Yeah. <laughs> like, that's this team. Like they're fun to watch too because Barzell's so sick. 
And god damn, can you imagine if they fucking still had Tavares too? Barzell would be probably fucking up with McDavid in points. Do you ever think, I mean, Toronto's doing pretty good, but do you ever think Tavares kind of looks at what's going on in New York and it's just like, uh, maybe I should have hung out a little bit longer? Man, I wonder what the second round feels like. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking he thinks. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, dude, uh, fucking Islanders, like, they're good shit. Hockey's fun right now. Hockey is fun. All the teams I don't like aren't great. <laughs> All the teams I do like are okay, at least. Buffalo's. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo, I don't give a shit. They're not good. I don't understand Buffalo at all. And I love that there's, like, reports coming out of just, like, Jack Eichel hasn't asked for a trade yet. Like, that's the fucking reports you have to make for Buffalo. It's just like... Has Eichel asked for a trade yet? There should be a website somebody should fucking make. Has Eichel asked for a trade yet? And it's just updated every day. No. I mean, at this point, like, how long do you think he holds out before? Because, like, you're thinking about he's wasting, like, some of his prime years right now on this team that just can't fucking figure it out. Yeah, but, I mean. Not that he's having a great year at all, but. You can say that about like any player really that hasn't won a cup yet. Like no, but I'm just saying though, there's a like you could say like Austin Matthews is wasting his his time in Toronto because they haven't fucking won a cup yet, too. Like, they haven't no, made out of the first round. There's a difference though that at least they, Toronto is in the hunt and they have that opportunity to go past the first round. Buffalo yeah. can't even get fucking close to being like, oh man, maybe we're a playoff team. They're so weird. I don't understand Buffalo at all. They, they're the the team that like, oh, are they? They 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 should probably be better this year, but they're not. <laughs> like whatever they do, they are not. Yeah, you thought with Taylor Hall coming in, it was gonna be like on paper they did everything right this off season, but. They pay $9 million to a guy that has, like, one fucking point and was scratched for, like, multiple games. Yeah, but I think anybody could have saw that one coming. Skinner. Buffalo, stop being Buffalo. (laughs) 19 games played, one assist, minus five, $9 million. And what I think Buffalo needs to do, I I hear Quebec – is uh is nice around this time of year. Buffalo has the best fans. I know that's, that's they will a- they they love hockey so much that they do not fucking care that Buffalo sucks. They will watch other teams <laughs> like more we're than the like other top, teams home play home fucking like town. Always top three in like the demographic for viewership in the and they're never um, in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> Buffalo fans deserve better. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Buffalo fans deserve better. Jack Eichel deserves better. <laughs> like, what do you do with that that Jeff Skinner contract? You are you have to eat it. You're there's unless you're gonna pay like you. Oh my god! So they no, they're, they're paying plus? they're paying fifteen. Uh, he's got a no move in like uh, uh, I think it's later in the contract. 
Oh my nope. God. Never mind. Never mind. Full, full no move. Oh man. I was going to say, if he doesn't have a no move clause, I'd be like, Hey, Seattle, here's two first round picks. Take him. Michael. <laughs> Michael is what locked up till 2025, 2026. Skinner's locked up until 26, 27. They, by the way, are paying $15 million total to Skinner and Kyle Ocposo. That's, That's fucking absurd. Buffalo. <laughs> Their ownership is too worried about the Bills. They're not really caring about what the Sabres are doing. That's probably oh my. that needs to change. Looking at their – oh, my God. All right. Here's <laughs> – looking at their team right now. Oh, my God. This sucks. This is so bad. So, well, Hall said that he he's not opposed to re-signing in Buffalo. I mean, he's, he's on a one-year deal. Yeah. You look at Jeff Skinner – Making that, nine million. That, was that recent huh? comment? Yeah, it's recent. Wow. Um, you look at Jeff Skinner making nine million and you're Taylor Hall and you're gonna and you're gonna sign another ticket. Do you sign for less than Jeff Skinner still? I don't think so. If you're if you're re-signing in Buffalo, you're signing for more than nine million, right? Yeah. And probably more than a one year deal at this point, because you're gonna be twenty nine or thirty years old. You probably want to sign, sign to like, at here's least my like question. Buffalo. Here's my question about signing. Do you retire if you're Taylor Hall if you're in Buffalo and they win the draft lottery this year? So no. Everywhere you go, <laughs> everywhere you go. Oh, they, okay, so wait, still with Buffalo. Oh my god, with Buffalo. Sam Reinhart also needs a, a new ticket. He's playing decent. Um, how many points does he have right now? He's got 17 in 20 in 20 games. So he's playing well. He's got 5.2 million. <laughs> if you're Sam Reinhardt, you're a restricted free agent. <laughs> you see Jeff Skinner making $9 million on your same team. Do you sign for less than nine million dollars? I wouldn't. I I would if I was anybody. I would be like, no fucking way am I signing for less than nine million on Buffalo. If you're paying Jeff Skinner that much. Also, I don't even know when Jeff Skinner's contract ends because it's it's not even yeah twenty six twenty seven okay it was it just it. It lasted it the whole page. <laughs> it went onto the whole page. It didn't. It didn't really let me know. Fucking oh my god! Yeah, Eric Stahl. Either I don't think he's gonna go back there. He's yeah. This is his last year on his deal. He can still probably play somewhere else. Yeah, he's if he he's gonna be a guy that ink will cup chase now. Well, he's got his cup. He's got a cup, but like, why would you want to play for it? I mean, th- he has the the one. He's got a choice of the two routes, you know, like make as much money as possible still and play for whoever, or don't give a shit about money, play for a winner. Yeah. I don't know. It's Rasmus Rasmus Dahlien needs a contract. Yoga Harju needs a contract. Brandon Montour is going to need a contract. 
Oh my god. Both Buffalo. Goalies, both their goalies are out this year. Yes. Oh, Buffalo, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't get it. That's they so- make terrible money decisions. I don't see how much money do they have right now. They don't have like any any cap room. I don't see how they re-sign Taylor Hall and keep and try to keep everybody else too. I don't think they I think they flip him at the deadline. They eat half his contract for the for the rest of the year. Yeah. And they flip him. There's it's, no yeah, way. I, I think that's gotta be it. Cause like if if your number one overall pick, Ross Mustalin, needs a contract, he's not gonna it's it's not gonna be cheap. No. You if you want to re-sign Yoka Harju as well, like that's going to be another a couple million. Like I'm sure I haven't watched Buffalo, but like I'm sure he's probably playing top four minutes. Yeah, he is. Right. He's he's looking good too. Like it's. I I mean yeah, <laughs> you get a lot of wasted money there. I don't know if they somehow get like Okoso off the books too. He's got a few less years than like Skinner. He's still got two years after this. That's the Tavares effect there. That yeah. which which is hilarious because Buffalo bought in twice on the Tavares effect with Matt Molson and Kyle Oposo. <laughs> Both those guys thrived being on the wing in uh in the New York Islanders. Yeah. Just yikes. Yeah, I don't know, man. Buffalo. What oh, a- man. Oh, oh. <laughs> Just looking at this still, too. So, like I said, $15 million tied up in Skinner and Akposo. You get a total of two points out of those Yeah. together. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Both assists, too. Yeah. If they're on the same fucking goal, I would lose my shit. <laughs> if it's not two separate goals, <laughs> are you are you joking me? You're paying fifteen million dollars right now for two points on two players. Holy shit! We have so many players on the Hawks that are that are way better. Fuck my! Oh my god! That's terrible, Buffalo man. What are you going to do? <laughs> How long's the rebuild? Hots only have one player on our team right now that only has one point. Who is it? Madison Bowie. Oh, no shit. And he's played like four games. He's played two games. <laughs> two games. Are you kidding me? Highmore has got two assists in 16 games. Walmart has. And Highmore's making what? Like, what? Like, league minimum? Probably. Lucas and Walmart has got so, three. So we're getting the same point production out of one guy for about $14 million less. Oh my God. Fucking hilarious. Jesus Christ. You <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, man. All right. Well, I think that's uh that's about it for us today. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just let's up. end it there. I'm fucking dumbfounded right now. 
All right, so this is episode 125, uh, Tanner, what, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, Buffalo related. It, I was gonna. It's, I mean, it's either Seabrook or Milestones, man. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Just yeah, thank you, Seabs. Thanks, Seabs. Yeah, I think it's a thank you, Seabs. Yeah. So dope. So for Tanner and myself, also the Hockey Podcast Network, my and guy. The Hockey Podcast Network. So yeah, basically, well, I think obviously if you listen to this, you found us. Um, but nothing's changing really. Our Spotify is still the same. Our our Apple Podcast is still the same. Our YouTube is still going to be the same. Um, everything's just going to be going through a megaphone, um, which will be the link in the bios and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. They have a shit ton of shows, all all the teams. And yes. I'm sure that we're going to be making a lot of good friends from the Central, especially uh, St. Louis and Detroit and Buffalo today. I'm sure. Yeah. Good I don't hate you, Buffalo, but like, I'm <laughs> sure you don't. You don't enjoy it either. Like, let's. It's like, it's it's crazy. Assholes, you know, you're fucking right, but fuck you guys. Like, don't yeah. fuck out more. So I want I want you guys to be good too. Yeah. So, I mean, fucking, you know, share with all your friends. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Tell us your happy favorite to be scenes. here. Yeah, tell us your favorite Steve's moments. Oh um, fuck yeah! Let, rate us on apple Podcasts, help us uh you know get some more exposure that way uh five stars is preferred but you know be honest be yeah. honest whatever you want it's okay and yeah so we will uh we'll check you out on the next one absolutely all right we'll see you boys love you bye the windy city benders podcast Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.